Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. Today's episode is called Fix Your Mouth. Hashtag the power in your tongue. Listen, communication is key in everything. And in the spiritual realm, there is no exception. Today, we are going to focus and dig deep on controlling our tongue. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So my question is, are you speaking life or are you speaking death? (laughs) We're going to get you together. Stay tuned. Welcome back, disciples. First of all, let me say what's up to the disciples in America and to the disciples that are in Thuringia, Germany. I see you. I want to say vegets to you, and I hope that everything is zupa. Listen, on today, we are going to dig deep. There are three ways that we can fix our mouths, okay? It's vitally important in this season that we each grasp the basic method of this. Um, Because as we see on social media, in the news, uh, everywhere that we turn, we're overstimulated, first of all, but we see that people are getting in trouble, serious trouble for the things that are coming out of their mouths. They're losing their homes. They're losing their jobs. They're losing family and friends because of the things that they are saying. Disciples, hear me when I tell you this. You must control your tongue. In this season, you must do it. I I keep telling everyone, speak what you expect. If you speak negative, then expect negative to happen. But if you speak some powerful positivity, you better expect it to come to pass. This is the season in which we must be very, very careful. You must heed this warning. The first way that we can fix our mouths Number one is simply by closing it. I know it sounds so simple, but you must. There are some times, listen, I know we want to get people together. I know we want to clap back. I know we want to verbally defend ourselves from lies and things that people say about us. But sometimes you don't have to say a word. Close your mouth to them and open your mouth to God. Close your mouth from the the drama. Listen, let me tell you. This is why it's so powerful to close your mouth. Um, Because if you're a hothead, like how I used to be when I was younger, people know what buttons to push. And when you let them know what button to push, they will push it every single time. And you give and turn over power to that person. You are powerless because you allow them to know what to do to uh, to scar you, to, to hurt you and to harm you. But here is how you take your power back. 
you close your mouth. You don't have to speak every time they say something. You don't have to go back and get them. You know, we like to get people. You don't have to do that. If you want your problem fixed, if you want them to stop talking negative, to stop saying negative, to stop killing your dreams, you open your mouth in prayer and you talk to God about it. You let God, you let Jesus, you let the Holy Spirit handle your business. <laughs> I'm the, I'm a living witness. If you turn it over to the Lord, he can get them better than you could ever think to get them because he knows everything about them. Whoever them may be, them could be your friends. Them could be your family. Them can be your schoolmates. Them could be your coworkers. Whoever them is, he can get them. So the first way that you can control and fix your mouth is to close it. Don't say a word. Now look, turn with me to Psalms 34 because there's a warning. If we don't get this concept, if we don't understand what thus says the Lord, you have to you have to know what what will happen. What will happen? Listen to the words that I am saying. I'm choosing my words very wisely. So we're in Psalms 34 and we're at the, uh, we're going to start at the 13th verse. And the word of God says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Hmm. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. <clears throat> May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Now, I want you to think about what I just said, what I just read. It's in the book of Psalms. Come on here now. David wrote this. All right. This is David, King David, the one who slew Goliath. This is what he says. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. I know you may be wondering, what is guile? Okay, I understand. Don't let my tongue say nothing evil, but keep my lips from guile. The Hebrew word for guile is mirma, okay? And it means deceit, fraud, false, or treachery. Keep your mouth from saying evil things and keep your lips from speaking lies. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? You must speak. You don't do tit for tat, evil for evil. You must speak good when they speak evil, okay? Because there is punishment. Verse 14 says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Listen, sometimes you just gotta walk away. There is no weakness 
in walking away. It actually takes more strength to walk away than it does to actually uh, participate in the drama. You are stronger when you keep silent and when you walk away. Because you ever notice when you're arguing with someone or someone has been arguing, the person that doesn't say anything while the other person is going in is the one that you should really be more concerned about. Here's why. Because the person that's yelling and saying everything that's on their mind and how they feel, you know everything that's on their mind and how they feel. But the person that is silent and just sitting there smiling and nodding like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm, I hear you. You have no clue how dangerous that person is. You can be that dangerous. Close your mouth to them who speak against you. And open your mouth to God who controls all, sees all, and can fix it all. See, he, David tells us, depart from evil and do good. Stay focused. Stay focused at the mission because the enemy will send people to push your buttons so that they can distract you, so they can keep you from fulfilling the assignment that God has given you, so they can keep you from walking in your purpose that he has put your name on. You'll be so focused about who don't support your ministry, who don't support you in school, sports, or whatever, that you won't even reach the heights of the accomplishments that you are destined to get. I, exactly last night, a friend of mine, he has a very powerful ministry and his ministry is all about encouraging people of God. But then something happened and he was thinking about how many people didn't support his ministry, how many people have walked away from him through the pandemic. And now his focus is no longer on strengthening and encouraging the kingdom. It's now on the naysayers. It's a distraction. It's a smokescreen. You have to know how not to fall for the okie doke. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Depart from evil and do good. He goes further in the 14th verse and he says, seek peace in, in everything. They want to keep up strife. They want to keep up drama. They want to set you off. You keep peace, okay? Peace is what you need. Seek peace. If peace is not where you are, seek it somewhere else. You need peace of mind. You need peace of heart. You need peace of spirit and you need peace in your mouth. You see, part of our armor is having our shoes uh, shot together, ready for peace. You must be prepared for peace. Pursue peace. Seek peace and you shall obtain peace. Oh, that's powerful right there. <laughs> that's so powerful. Oh my God. I'm gonna let that marinate right there. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the rest of these verses here because you must pursue it. When we come back, we're gonna go to verse 15. All right, disciples, we are back and we are back in the 15th verse. And the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cries. It's very important 
Now in verse 13 and 14, he tells us what not to do, okay? So now David is telling us and sharing with us that God is seeing us in our righteousness and his ears are open to us in our righteousness. Now, this is why it's important for us to not speak evil and and to keep from speaking lies because God is not about that life, just to make it plain, okay? And so if we are his people, we should not be about that life either. Um, He, just imagine... Uh, on Sunday, you sing praises, you say hallelujah, you glory to God, and he hears you. His, he sees you and he hears you. But then on Monday, you're not speaking hallelujah, glory, or anything like that. So now on Monday, when you go to pray with that same mouth that you spoke those things with, you use that same mouth to, to pray to him. And now he does not hear you because he, he can't hear those things of the unrighteous. You must cleanse yourself. You must control your tongue. Your tongue can get you in a lot of trouble because of people's tongues. They have lost their jobs because of people's tongues. They have even lost their lives. You must be very careful of the things that we say in this season. This is the warning. He's saying, David's telling us, if God won't see us and he won't and he won't hear us, okay? So if he's telling us the eyes are of the Lord are upon the righteous, then the antithesis or the opposite or the antonym is his eyes are closed upon the unrighteous. God doesn't want to see all those things, although he has the ability to see it. He doesn't want to look upon his children doing evil things, whatever that thing may be, whatever sin that may be. He doesn't want to see us doing that because as we know from the book of Job, God recommends us at all times as the enemy is going to and fro, he's looking for and seeking whom he can devour, then uh, remember in Job, he God said, where you been? He said, Roman, to and fro, seeming who I can devour. And, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? Now, here's the thing. First of all, you get the divine uh, <laughs> recommendation for turmoil. Okay. Now, here's the important thing. The enemy said, Well, he's got the hedge of protection around him. The enemy knew that Job was righteous. He even went further and said, you know, you got the hedge of protection around him and, you know, you keep him covered and you blessed him. And that's why he serves you because he has all these things. And God said, go ahead, test him, but you can't touch his life. And that's when Job started to lose everything. What if God recommended you for a test? to the enemy. And the enemy was like, nah, I already got them. (laughs) They not yours. They're mine. I seen them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sunday evening doing my will. They only did your will during the hours of service on Sunday. Listen, we don't want to be those type of people. We want to always remain righteous. And I'm not here to tell you that being righteous is easy. It's not because a righteous man falleth seven times. So even in your righteousness, you still will have your moments where you're not exactly quote unquote perfect, 
But it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times that you get up. Because with your falling, with your failing, with your um, going into sin, the key thing is we have redemption. We have forgiveness. Now, I'm not telling you to go out here and just do whatever you want and be like, oh, it's cool because I can get forgiveness. Listen, he has the ability to forgive and to not forgive. Okay. So we don't want to play that game of conscious sinning and hoping for a guaranteed uh, forgiveness. Let's not play that game with God. Okay. What I'm telling you is that we must bring this flesh under submission. You have control over your mind, heart, and spirit. You are in control. That is your original intent on the earth. When God made everything, he made man so that you could have dominion over everything, including yourself. Jesus equipped us with the ability to have authority over the enemy or anything of the enemy. So this desire to sin, you can have control over that. You do it just like anyone else that is quitting a bad habit. You take it one day at a time. Yesterday you might have sinned, but today you're not going to do it. You take it step by step. You can do this. This is possible. It's not so impossible that it's like, oh, I'm not even going to try because I can't even do that. The Bible tells us I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so now we're down to the 16th verse. Here is the warning for not controlling your tongue. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Hold on. Now, if God be for us, who can be against us? But here, the scripture is telling us, if God be against us, oh my goodness, what, what could you do? You can do so much with Christ. You can do so much with God. But when God is against you, oh Lord Jesus, it says in the B clause of 16, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. That is happening right now as we live. There are many people who are having their memories taken. Uh, statues are being taken down. Names are being changed on buildings to have their memory erased and wiped off of the earth. We don't want God to do that to us. We don't want God to look upon us and said, you used to be my child, but now we're divorced. And since we're divorced, I need you to get away out of sight, out of mind. We don't want that. We, you definitely don't want that. We don't want God to be against us. There's so many people in the Bible when God was against them. That's the reason why David was even anointed as king because Saul was not uh, following the will of the Lord. And he's a good example because on some things he did, some things he listened to God on, and then other things he didn't. And on one particular instance where he did not listen to God, he lost his divine position. He lost his position and 
honor in 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 the eyes of God. He lost his position as king. Although he held the seat, God did not recognize his authority. And so that's why he sent Samuel to go and look for someone, to go and look for the one that the anointing oil would flow out of as soon as he said it in front of him. And that's where he found David. And it is David who is writing this very thing. He knows what it's like when God turns against uh, his people. Okay. He's witnessed it as a good end when he was anointed King and he's witnessed it at a bad end when God was disappointed with him for being with Bathsheba. That was not his wife. He had plenty. He had hundreds of wives and concubines, but he looked over the palace wall and seen her bathing. And the one thing that wasn't his, he wanted it. And when he got that thing, he went against God in that. And he was punished because of that. And here we are. This is, listen, don't play with God. If we're going to be about this life, disciples, we must be about this life. You take it one day at a time. Right now, it's to control your tongue. Tomorrow, it could be to control the thoughts in your mind. The day after that, it could be to control what you consume with your eyes. You can't watch everything. You can't watch everything because what comes out of you, out of your mouth, is what you have been absorbing into your spirit. You may be absorbing it through your eyes from the TV shows that you watch. You may be absorbing it through conversations in your ears or um, or, or listening to certain music um, because music is very powerful. Music has the ability to make you uh, happy sad, angry, start reminiscing about old times. Next thing you know, you done called an ex and now y'all back together. And then you remember this why we broke up. (laughs) So let's be very careful of the things that we absorb and consume into our body um, and our spirit. Now here's the last verse. Be encouraged always. Be encouraged always. Here's verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Here's the benefits of being righteous, of walking the way, of talking the way, of living the way, of reflecting the aura of God, the characteristics of God. You will, number one, be considered righteous. And number two, it says when you cry, He's going to hear you. And not only is he going to hear your cries, disciples, but he will deliver you out of all of your troubles. That's what we want. We want God to hear us. We don't want him to uh, not hear us and to turn his face against us. No, we want him to hear our cries. We want him to hear us. When we say glory, hallelujah, we want him to hear us. When we say praises be unto God, we want him to hear us. Whether the saints that or believers that we know hear us, we want God to hear us. And not only just to hear us, but we want him to move. So we must control our tongue. We must come from amongst them. I know the world is doing this, that, and the third, but what is the word saying for us to do? We street disciples, listen, it, it ain't easy. If it was easy being saved, 
everybody would be. But see, this lifestyle is a challenge because you must be a peculiar people. We must be strange to the people of the world because we don't go to places that we used to go. We don't go to places that they go now. Just because other things have opened up the people of God, we have still been remaining in our spiritual quarantine. You have to guard yourself, protect yourself. You can't allow everybody into your um your space. You must protect your peace. I hope you were encouraged on today. It's very possible for you to fix your mouth. You can uh, be quiet. You can walk away. And you can be righteous. Just do as Jesus did. Back in the day when I was in high school, there was a book out. It was called, What Would Jesus Do? It was a compilation of different stories written by young people. And they were challenged by their Sunday school teacher to, for a month, before they made any decision, before they spoke any word, before they thought any thought, they were to ask themselves, what would Jesus do? and then move accordingly. I challenge each and every one of you disciples, whether in America, Germany, or any country to come, what would Jesus do? Before you speak that negative thing to someone, before you get them together, before your clap back cuts them, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Hmm. I pray that you were encouraged, you guys. (laughs) I love each and every one of you with the love of the Lord. I truly, truly do. I thank you for um, supporting the ministry, definitely, because without you, I wouldn't have any listeners, okay? But I'm glad for the disciples that are willing to do the work to stand up and be who God has destined you to be. I pray you had an ear to to hear and a heart to receive and a mind to consume it and make it flow through your body so that the next time you speak, it will be blessings and the truth of God. So I'm going to pray right now so that those who are coming later, that you can be blessed by this word and that you can tell somebody else that they can fix their mouth. Father God, we thank you today for this timely and precious word. We thank you for meeting with us, the fellowship of disciples, all of the street disciples all over the world. God, I ask that you will continue to guide us, continue to fix our mouths in the name of Jesus. God, if there's any other things that we need fixed, anything that's not like you that's within us, God, I ask that you would take it away in the name of Jesus. And when you take away the things that aren't like you, Lord, I ask that you pour into us all the things that are like you. Lord, help us to walk like you talk like you, and to live just like you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. Praise God. Now listen, (laughs) you take this word and you live this word. You practice this. Practice what we preach, okay? So every day after this, you, you practice saying positive things. Speak what you expect. Speak life, love, peace, joy, 
liberty into yourself and into someone else. I'll see you guys on the next episode. You stay tuned. Love you. Peace. Hey, everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to today's episode. If you have any questions or comments or an idea or something that you're going through and you want me to talk about it, send me a voice message. You can do that through anchor.fm backslash street disciples backslash message. Or if you would like to support the ministry, through listener support. I would greatly appreciate it and pray many blessings onto you. You can do that through anchor.fm backslash street disciples backslash support. Every little bit helps to grow the ministry. And again, I greatly appreciate it. If you're not able to do it, I still appreciate you tuning in and listening. Tell somebody about it. Somebody, tell somebody, share it with your friends and we can go deeper and dig deep and represent Christ. Catch you guys later on the next episode.